Saturday morning coffee with Reese Boyd. Reese Boyd is on right now. Talk 94.5. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another edition of Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour. I am Reese Boyd, your host, local attorney as well here in town with the firm of Davis and Boyd, Attorneys at Law. I am your guide on this expedition into this crazy world that we're living in today. Welcome to the show. At Saturday Morning Coffee, we invite you to sit down, pour yourself a cup of your favorite cup of coffee. Join us as we talk about the news, current events, all the things happening in this world around us, all the things that we think you need to know here at Saturday Morning Coffee. We are all about the Constitution, all about the Bill of Rights, all about those inalienable rights that were endowed upon you and are still endowed upon you, regardless of who sits in the White House. We're all about those rights because more freedom for you and me is good. And for all of us who are we the people is not a bad thing. It's a very good thing. We have a country to save. It starts right here on the local level, so let's get to it. We invite you guys to settle in. Join us as we uh, dive into the news and uh, help you get your Saturday morning going. Join here in the studio, as nearly always, by producer extraordinaire Dr. Glenn Dye. Dr. Dye, how are you? I'm good. Nearly always. I I think I've missed. Yeah, I was about about to say, why am I hedging my bets? I don't think you've ever missed... Well, Corona. Corona. Uh, Corona Corona. kept us all out of here for a week. Corona, yeah. Um, Morning, Reese. How are you? I'm good, Glenn. Good. How's life? Everything's great. Well, that's good. That's good. It's been an interesting week. Yeah. The good thing is we've got decent weather on the way this week. Yeah, we were just talking about that. Why don't you bring us up to speed? 69 by Tuesday, 20% chance of rain. So after you get through today, sunny and 51, tomorrow 51, no rain, but... Come Monday, we got a 40% chance, 64. Then we start climbing. Tuesday, 69, and then we'll cool off again. So <laughs> as just as everything's wanting to come out and bloom, we'll chill up a, again down to 33 by Friday evening. So. Well, good. Well, I hope uh, you guys enjoy. Get out and enjoy some of that warmer weather that's on the way. Get your swim trunks uh, unpacked. Head swim the beach. trunks. Yeah. If, now, you're, if you're from Canada. If you're from Canada, yeah, that you want to join the Polar Bear Club. Mm-hmm. And uh, what's the coffee we're drinking this morning, Glenn? I am still on the African uh, gift from Christmas. Uh, I'm about finishing it up. Oh, good. And uh, I'm enjoying some of my uh, s'mori bones. I have a Dunkin' Cup. I'm recycling a Dunkin' Cup this morning, but it's actually s'mori bones. So you I'm actually not... took the time to brew some coffee this morning. I, brew some, I brewed some coffee this morning. Interestingly <clears throat> enough, these cups will last a while. You know, I once had a, I once had a little... Um, once had a little uh, bet going with myself. How long the the styrofoam cups? If mm-hmm. you will wash them and handle them delicately, 
you can use them for months. Well, that would be really good, but most <laughs> Americans don't do yeah. that. That is one of the worst products ever invented, styrofoam. Mm-hmm. Non-recyclable. Yeah, it's, it it's just the worst. fills the landfill. It is crap. They've some, We need to outlaw that. Well, I did, and that's the reason I was curious. I said, you know, this cup that we throw away, obviously, is good for many more uses. Yeah. So yeah. I was curious, how long could you, and I had a Dunkin' cup that I literally used for about three months. Really? Yeah, so it's funny. Yeah. Uh, folks, we invite you also to join the discussion this morning, let you know, let us know what you're enjoying, what coffee you're enjoying, what's on your mind. You can join us on the call-in line. The number there is 843-903-2945. Also, you can text your comments to us here at Saturday Morning Coffee on the pcrxcomputers.com text line. That number is 843-798-TALK. That's 843-798-8255. You can tweet me your comments. I don't think I don't think Parlor is still not up and running. You can tweet me your comments for the time being. At Reese Boyd is the Twitter handle. Uh, also, email your comments to us at the show at, at uh, excuse me, ReeseBoydSMC at gmail.com. ReeseBoydSMC at gmail.com. And many of you love to call the office during normal business hours, not everybody's up for a conversation on Saturday morning. We get that. If you want to reach me during normal business hours at the offices of Davis and Boyd, Monday through Friday, 9 to 5, that number is 843-839-9800. Again, that's 843-839-9800. Got some really good uh, compliments this week. Heard, it, heard from a couple of you guys. Always enjoy uh, catching up with you all, talking to you. And so let us know how you're doing. Uh, eager to know how you guys are holding up uh, through this process. It's been a real interesting week. We had the inauguration. Um, lots going on. Lots of executive orders coming out. A lot of a uh, lot of things happening that we've seen this week that we weren't really uh, excited to see, frankly. So uh, we'll be getting to that. But we've got a good show coming up for you uh, today. There's a lot to unpack. A little bit later in the program, actually coming up in this hour, we'll be talking to Reverend. Tony Foster, uh, Pastor Foster, is with the Restoration Worship Center in uh, Greenwood, South Carolina. He re- he recently testified in Columbia at the uh, at one of the Senate subcommittees on the heartbeat bill. He's going to be giving us his take on the heartbeat bill and and uh, what's uh, going on there and and his personal view on uh, that legislation. We're also going to be talking a little bit later in the hour to Don Bound, Don Bound that you know from Red Hats uh, for Trump. Is going to be joining us to talk about a Red Hat event coming up today. The, apparently, the Red Hats uh, going to be burning a hat. Glenn? Yeah, I believe it's uh, Tom Rice's hat. I was going to leave, I was going to, I was going to spoil that one a little bit, but I think the cat's oh, out of the bag. Yeah, but I, I don't know that it's his the actual hat. I, it may just be a symbolic. I hat. think it's a it's a symbolic gesture. Yeah. I believe this is constitutionally protected speech. We'll see. <laughs> they, the, uh, they went to his house with torches the, and ordered the, the tab. Back. Yeah, the fire department called. They wanted to know exactly how many hats were going to be burned. But apparently, it's just one. It's a symbolic gesture. It is constitutionally protected speech. So we will, in that regard, we support him, and uh, we'll be talking to Don about that. That will be interesting, I'm sure. It's a hat. You can barely get your marshmallow like, yeah. toasted before it's gone. Yeah, I'm like, what are you not? You're obviously not going to cook a meal. No, we're going to do s'mores or something. Yeah, we're not, not, not going to be any s'mores. <laughs> so, sorry, um, but actually, we'll be hearing from Don here in a little while. So, yeah, yeah, Don will be on with us uh, later in this hour. So we look forward to talking to uh, Dr. Bound. And also, in the second hour, we'll be talking to Ellen Weaver with the uh, Palmetto Promise Institute. Ellen is going to be talking to us about some legislative things happening 
in the uh, General Assembly and some education uh, studies and some reform efforts, that uh, some good news and also some things that we need to talk about. And so we look forward to talking to Ellen again. She is with the Palmetto Promise Institute in Columbia. Lastly, in the second hour, we'll also be talking to Dreama Purdue. Dreama is the chairperson of the O'Ree County GOP, and we're going to talk to Dreama about the election, uh, kind of what we have seen happen over the last few weeks and couple of months, and then where we are with the party, where the uh, party is in terms of uh, procedure and what's uh, coming up on the horizon. We have something coming up uh, in the near future called Reorg, which is where the party reorganizes itself and elects new officers from the precinct level up. And this is exactly where you guys need to get involved. And so we invited uh, Dreamer to come on the program, as I mentioned uh, many times since November 3rd, all of this that's happened and transpired since November 3rd is a reminder that the, uh, the Trump agenda has not gone anywhere. The agenda is still there. We don't have uh, our president in the White House at the moment, but nonetheless, there is a lot of work to be done, and it's uh, not enough to participate in a parade or to wear a hat. It's time to roll up our sleeves and get to work. So... Dream is going to be joining us on the program to talk about the uh, O'Ree County Republican Party reorg process, how that works, and let you know how you can become involved in that process, which I encourage everybody to stay tuned in for that. That'll be coming up in the second hour at, uh, at 830. So stick with us. A lot to cover, a lot to talk about, and uh, we've got a great show coming up. So stick with us. I'm Reese Boyd. That's Glenn Dye. This is Saturday Morning Coffee. Don't leave town. Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour, and more coming up next on Talk 94.5. Do you have a computer or laptop that seems slow? Can't afford a new one? Good news. The PC and laptop experts at PCRX will diagnose your computer no charge. PCRX repairs are honest and affordable. From computers to laptops to iPhones and iPads, PCRX will provide you with honest expert repair at an affordable price. Visit PCRX Main Street in Conway or visit them at PCRXcomputers.com. PCRX Computer Sales and Service. They have the right prescription for your computer. Loss of a loved one is always difficult. Goldfinch Funeral Home has been the leader in our community for 115 years, offering full-service funerals as well as cremation services and pre-planning options so that you don't have to leave your family with difficult decisions during a stressful time. With five locations to serve you, including their newest in Carolina Forest, they are available any time of day or night. Learn more about personalized options at goldfinchfuneralhome.com. Hey, everybody, it's Reese Boyd, your host for Saturday Morning Coffee, talking with Greg Sisson. Greg is the principal at the Greg Sisson Team Remax First Choice Real Estate. How long have you been in the real estate business? I started in real estate full-time in 1997, and our company is is really structured where we can serve the client at a high level, so we've really streamlined it to make it simple and easy for our clients. Our market is red hot kind of the perfect storm for home sellers right now in the Grand Strand. Greg, if folks want to get in touch with you at your office, how can they do that? Really, my cell phone is the best way. It's 843-251-2693. And then our website is gregsisson.com. Check us out there as well. If you are a seller today and you're thinking about it, it, it would make sense to give me a call. 
REMAX First Choice, the Greg Sisson team, real estate experts here in Myrtle Beach, ready to help you with your real estate needs. Happy New Year from Seaside Furniture Gallery and Accents. Your Grand Strand Furniture Store is ringing in the new year with all in-store furniture items discounted from 15 to 50% off our everyday low pricing. And with the largest selection of lamps, pictures, and accessories on the Grand Strand, you'll save more at 40% off our everyday low pricing. And our clearance items have been drastically reduced for cash and carry. Hurry in. Our New Year sales event won't last long. It ends January 31st. Seaside is located in the heart of North Myrtle Beach at 527 Highway 17 North. Open seven days a week, Monday through Saturday, 9 to 6, and Sunday, 1 to 5. Seaside Furniture Gallery and Accents. We love our customers. Arbor Landing at Surfside is now open. It pairs access to exceptional senior care services with the very best of Southern hospitality to create a world-class senior living experience in the heart of Surfside Beach, right on Dick Pond Road in Myrtle Beach. At Arbor Landing at Surfside, they use technology to create a simpler, healthier, and happier experience for the seniors who call Arbor Landing home. Find them online at richcare.com or call for a tour, 843-492-7387. You're listening to the Reese Boyd Radio Hour, Saturday morning coffee on Talk 94.5. In a cave below the ground, way down, it's cold and it's dark. But it knows his way around in the mazes of the underground. Are no match for him But it looks just like a traveler Who hasn't showered in a while I've been living in the ground Milo is your best friend He's your second cousin All roads lead to He's the rising sun Milo is a long, long way from home yet Milo is a name you won't forget Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour. I am Reese Boyd, your host. Thanks for sticking with us here on Saturday Morning Coffee, Saturday, January 23rd, 2021, 720 on your Saturday morning. And a lot going on this week, a lot to unpack. Um, we Already got a caller on the line, Steve, the mayor of Bucksport. Steve, we'll try to get to you in just a minute. And by the way, we're having some technical issues with our phones, but I think we're okay. We'll try to get to that in a minute. But wanted to sit back and just kind of reflect. Did you watch the inauguration? Yeah. What, what, what you know? Did you know there were more federal or, or more troops, yep. more military troops yep. in D.C. for this inauguration than there were for the second inauguration of Abraham Lincoln when there was a civil war going on just on the other side of the Potomac River. More troops in D.C. than Iraq and... Um, yeah. Um, Afghanistan. Thank you. Afghanistan combined. We, we turned our nation's capital into a militarized zone, mm -hmm. and it just... I, I kept finding myself thinking about, you know, how did this happen? And I And I've said this before on the show, and I feel like... This has been a scripted event. Yes. That we have just sort of played a small part in. I'm so scared. And I'm yeah, exactly. And you, you're you're beginning to you're <laughs> beginning to see this come into focus now. And 
And I will say this, I'm not, you know, don't say this often, but I sort of told people in November, I said, this is where this is going, folks. I don't see anything here that's going to change the outcome. You would have had this discussion many yep. times. Yep. Biden is going to be not, Biden is going to be inaugurated. And mm-hmm. so we've known this for weeks, months, yeah. and, and still it's hard to watch. You know, it's just hard to watch because I feel like everything that has happened, it just doesn't feel organic. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. I, I feel like the, the, the events, um, there's a real awful tendency emerging in this country, and you guys are all aware of it, folks. There's this tendency now to discount the conservative viewpoint to treat us as domestic terrorists. Oh, we need reprogrammed. Yeah, yeah. they want to. They they want to send us to uh, re-education camps. Only seventy four million of you. Yeah, and there's only there's only about eighty million of you who who believe in the rule of law, who voted for uh, Donald Trump, who think mm-hmm. that the Constitution still means something, and and that to me says a lot. That to me gives me great hope for this country. As long as there are eighty million people who believe in freedom. And there's basically two ways to look at the world, folks. It's either about the individual and your personal responsibility, and you are the one who gets to make decisions for your family and yourself, and you should be able to do that and have all the latitude to do that that God intended you to have. And remember, your rights come from God. They don't come from Donald Trump, and they, don't, and they certainly don't come from Joe Biden, thank goodness. But they come from God, and they're still your rights, no matter who is sitting in the White House. And as long as there are 80 million people who want to be responsible for the outcome of their own life and who want to have the freedom to maximize their own potential and their ability to make a difference in this world and their ability to have a meaningful life, a successful life, a life that glorifies our Father in Heaven, If as long as there are 80 million people who think roughly along those lines, and we don't all have to agree on everything, we don't all have to be people of the same faith, but as long as we think generally in those terms, I'm not the least bit pessimistic about our future as a nation. Contrast that with the other side of the coin. People that won't, they, they don't really care about being free. They just want to be taken care of. They just want their check. They want it every you know, every so often, and by so often I mean every week, they don't want it to be late, and they don't want to have to worry about anything. And that's the, that's, that's the alternative viewpoint. But that is still, that is the minority view in this country. But we are, we are in a very strange place. And I, as I was watching Biden, I kept thinking, how did this guy get to be president? I just, I just cannot fathom how Joe Biden, and of course, you saw Bernie's uh, fashion plate <laughs> statement. Yeah. Um, by the way, I'm, I'm going to get some mittens. You know what's sad is Joe Biden is, is like, I, I just got put in place as president of the United States, but all the attention's on Bernie right now. Yeah. Bernie, you you were upstaged by Bernie Sanders mittens. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, that, that to me says, and yet the media is still just pouring out effusive. Oh yeah. Praise. I mean, they're saying this was the best inaugural speech that's ever been given. I'm like, have you guys read the second inaugural speech of Abraham Lincoln? Have you read George Wa- either any of George Washington's speeches? Have you read some of the stuff that Ronald Reagan? No, I, mean, I have not. <laughs> I mean, this was not the guy. I mean, there were times in the speech when he was fumbling to set to, to select his words. Well, and and his speech divided America more than unite. Yeah, America. It, I, I he had some divisive words in there. Now, quite honestly. 
yes, the way that Trump was treated leaving the White House, uh, he's like an autocratic uh, dictator that has been ousted and is going to exile. That's the narrative. That's why we're all domestic terrorists, because we were willing to go fight and break buildings down to uh, keep him in power. Right. After the election results were clearly established. So we've gone through four years of a narrative where they're not going to the, the major media, other than Fox, is mm-hmm. not going to talk about the good things Trump did. They uh, they would not. They eliminated it from the news. They only focused on everything bad. And, you know, when somebody said that we need to be deprogrammed as a nation, we may all need to be deprogrammed because if you're just getting your news from that one source, whether it be ABC, CNN, they are almost programming you to believe that that narrative, they that's are. the way to go. Glenn, you know? that's been happening. Yeah. That's, that is where we are, and that's what is so dangerous. You know, there was an interview on CNN that I was watching, and I like to watch CNN just to see how sick these people are because, right. frankly, folks, we're living in a world where there is a digital divide, and, and we're, we're, we're choosing sides, and you've got one side listening to their preferred media, mm-hmm. and, and to the extent that we still have access to our preferred media, we're listening to our folks. I guess we will be breaking out the shortwaves here in the near future because our media is going to be driven off all the mainstream platforms at the rate we're going. Yeah. But, you know, I was watching, see, I like to watch CNN just to see how skewed and ridiculous the narrative is. And it's ridiculous. They had, the, you know, they had an interview with um, the House Minority Whip. She is a GOP congressman from New York. I can't remember her name off the top of my head. I, I didn't write this in my notes. And, and she was confronted by a CNN panel, and they were saying, how dare you suggest that there was any, any widespread election fraud in this election? This election was pristine. I mean, that was, I mean, they would not allow her to even make a point that there was election fraud. And there was clearly election fraud. In this election, folks, the question that I think is unanswered, and we have to answer it, as we've said on this program, is would the fraud, had it been confronted and dealt with, would it have made a difference? I think we have to figure that out, and we have to continue to push. But as long as people like CNN are controlling the narrative, they won't even let, they won't even let you ask the question. Well, it would have made a difference in all of our lives. Right now, we don't have, as Americans... We, we don't have faith in our election Absolutely. system, right? Yep. So, so Georgia, let us compare the signatures. Let's 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 investigate this. Let's make everybody happy and make everybody. Let's yeah. be transparent. But well, the Democrats didn't want to have anything to do with that, which tells me there's something to hide. There is there is there was plenty to hide. There is plenty to hide, and we're going to continue to talk about it on this program because, as I have said, there is no issue more important now than ballot integrity. Right. And we've got to get to the bottom of that, and. And one of the things I have often heard, if you want to make a conservative mad, lie to them. Mm-hmm. But if you want to make a liberal mad, just tell them the truth. Yeah. And that's exactly what that CNN panel proved. Yeah. You know, they, they can't handle the truth. They don't want a debate. They, we have to continue to force them to have a debate, force them to acknowledge where there was election fraud. Would it have made a difference in the outcome yeah. of, the, of the presidential election? Honestly, I don't know that it would have, but if we could have, I, if we could have eliminated every single fraudulent ballot somehow magically, I think it probably would have made a difference. Right. But I, I don't know that we'll ever answer that question. But we've got a caller, Steve, the mayor of Bucksport. Is he on the line still? He is probably Steve, still there. Steve, are you still there? Can you can you hear me? Yeah. Good morning. How are you doing this morning? Hey, I'm the mayor, unofficial mayor of Bucksport. 
Yes, sir. I'm well. I'm well aware of your credentials. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Listen, if you got to hire that many people to protect you at your inauguration from the people, you probably weren't elected by the people. <laughs> well, yeah, and you know it's uh, it's so sad, uh, Steve. They they bring these people. They they call these national guardsmen up to Washington, and then they uh, they treat them like second class citizens. Let them sleep in a garage. Thank goodness our president offered to uh, make the Trump Plaza available to them. Of course, they would refuse to allow that. But, yeah, it's, it, was, it, was, it was despicable, frankly. It, it looked like an inauguration in a, in a, in a third-world, uh, you know, military dictatorship-style country. It, it, there, were more, there were more armed, there were more camouflage individuals there than anybody else. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I wanted to say something. Yes, go ahead. You got about 80 million people in America that is no longer going to be satisfied with people like Lindsey Graham, Liz Cheney, and those groups. So, I'm expecting Trump to start a new party. What's your opinion on that? I'll tell you, Steve. I've, I've, um, I appreciate that thought. I, I think you know, trailing elections uh, show that we're running on a nationwide popular vote at about 47 percent, and that's the Republicans and people who think like us. And I think. Uh, you hear a lot of talk about a Patriot Party. I think that would be a mistake. I think what we've got to do is we've got to lock our arms shoulder to shoulder and uh, figure out a way to get everybody inside the tent. The, for the people we elect to lead us, we've got to elect true conservatives. We've got to send true conservatives to Congress who will stand up for truth, conservative family values, and the rule of law. But, but we've all got to stick together or, or they're going to pick us off one by one. That's my opinion. So I don't like the Patriot idea, the Patriot Party idea. Folks, stick with us. Right after the break, we're going to be talking to Reverend Tony Foster, and we'll be right back with more Saturday Morning Coffee. I'm Reese Boyd. That's Glenn Dye. Don't leave town. Saturday Morning Coffee. Call the show at 843-903-2945. The Reese Boyd Radio Hour returns after these on Talk 94.5. If you're in IRS distress, Brian Brady CPA is there for you. Brian Brady CPA will get your tax return done the right way. Brian Brady is the only certified tax resolution specialist in all of South Carolina. Call Tax Resolution Services LLC today and let Brian Brady address your tax issues. Call 843-668-4340 to schedule a contact-free consultation or visit TaxResolutionServicesLLC.com. Who'd have thought a thorough cleaning would be so scientific and detailed in 2020? Well, we would. Hi, everyone. It's Karina with the Cleanup Club. We don't just clean. We clean thoroughly and completely. We clean homes, offices, businesses. The Cleanup Club can clean once a week, once a month, or whatever makes sense for you. Sanitize, disinfected, that's what we do all the time. Cleaning is our business. Give us a call at 843-593-2158 or go online at thecleanupclub.com. At Williams Flooring Carpet One in Pauley's Island, shopping for floors just got a whole lot easier. Get samples delivered right to your door. How simple is that? Start online at WilliamsFlooringCarpet1.com and get started on updating your floors with samples delivered to your door. At Williams Flooring Carpet 1 in Pauley's Island, they offer their unique, beautiful guarantee. If you don't love your new floor, they'll replace it free. It doesn't get easier than that. 
Williams Flooring Carpet One has a beautiful showroom with tile, carpet, luxury vinyl plank, and lots of products in stock and ready to roll. Find out why so many homeowners all over the Grand Strand love Williams Flooring Carpet One. Bev and Rob Webster know floors and they know how to make you smile. Shopping for floors just got a whole lot easier. Everything gets started online at WilliamsFlooringCarpet1.com or stop by and visit Highway 17 in Pawleys Island. Transform your car's drab and dull paint to that wet look with five-star rated Shine Your Light Detailing. Tim's been delivering that wet look to cars for over 20 years. Shine Your Light Detailing is certified at ceramic coating, which will keep it glossy and protect your car from damaging UV rays for years. Shine and protect your ride with Shine Your Light Detailing. Call or text him at 843-321-9641 to give your ride that wet look. Happy New Year from Seaside Furniture Gallery and Accents. Your Grand Strand Furniture Store is ringing in the new year with all in-store furniture items discounted from 15 to 50% off our everyday low pricing. And with the largest selection of lamps, pictures, and accessories on the Grand Strand, you'll save more at 40% off our everyday low pricing. And our clearance items have been drastically reduced for cash and carry. Hurry in. Our New Year sales event won't last long. It ends January 31st. Seaside is located in the heart of North Myrtle Beach at 527 Highway 17 North. Open seven days a week, Monday through Saturday, 9 to 6, and Sunday, 1 to 5. Seaside Furniture Gallery and Accents. We love our customers. Thanks for waking up with Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour on Talk everybody welcome back to saturday morning coffee the reese boyd radio hour it is 7 36 on your saturday morning thanks for joining us i want to give a shout out to keith parker on the pcrxcomputers.com text line checking in tim the car detail guy checking in james from myrtle beach checking in will down at coastal sports checking in johnny checking in johnny enjoying his usual an iced instant coffee with, uh, oh, it just jumped around. We just keep getting an iced instant with a healthy scoop of vanilla protein powder. Johnny, I'm glad you're enjoying it. It is Saturday morning coffee. You can uh, you can choose your privilege, uh, but uh, that I'm not going to join you in that one. I'm, uh, I'm a little, uh, little more traditional this early in the morning. But uh, Gordon, the golf guy, also checking in, agrees that conservatives must stick together or we will be picked off one by one. I also agree that the free speech of conservative speakers must continue to be heard even though the left is trying to stop us, no doubt, folks. Right now, I want to turn our attention to a special guest. I was Last week, we talked about the, um, the uh, heartbeat bill, which is, uh, has been introduced again this year in the South Carolina General Assembly. It is Senate Bill 1. And I was reviewing a, um, an update that I received from the South Carolina Citizens for Life, and it was talking about the hearing before the Medical Affairs Subcommittee that uh, that we had discussed on this program. And in the summary, it said uh, the, uh, this particular passage caught my, provision, my, my attention. It said the Reverend Tony Foster, an African-American pastor from Greenwood, spoke powerfully at the hearing. 
to the issue of how abortion discriminates against black children. In supporting the fetal heartbeat bill, he testified that of the 62 million abortions, 62 million folks, think about that, 62 million abortions that have occurred in the United States since 1973 when the Roe v. Wade uh, decision was implemented, 20 million of those abortions have been African-American babies. The subcommittee hearing, this is back to the uh, update from the um, South Carolina Citizens for Life. The South subcommittee hearing lasted the better part of five hours, and uh, the Citizens for Life strongly supported the bill in a letter, and it goes on. But I, I know my friend uh, Tony Foster, Pastor Tony Foster, because he and I both have the privilege of serving on the uh, board of directors for Palmetto Family Council. Palmetto Family is another great organization working in the uh, in the capital and throughout South Carolina to protect and pre- and preserve, uh, defend the family. Uh, but uh, but uh, Tony, Pastor Foster, is uh, president of Restoration Bible College and co-founder, senior pastor of Restoration Worship Center in Greenwood, He uh, where he presides over the many ministries of Restoration Worship Center. In addition to leading Restoration Bible College and the Worship Center, he's also the CEO and founder of Foster Development Group, LLC. He's been preaching the gospel nationally and internationally for 30 years. And as I said, I've had many opportunities to talk to him through our work on the board for Palmetto Family Council. So I wanted to invite him to come on the program and talk to us about the heartbeat bill and and what his perspectives are and and uh, where he sees it going, and just to, to share his wisdom with us, of which he has a great deal. Good morning, Tony. How are you? I am doing well, Reese Boy. It is good to be with you this morning. And it's great to have you on the program, my friend. And Thank I, you. It's my honor. Yeah, and I was really, um, I was uh, touched. I, reg- I was uh, sorry that I could not be in Columbia for that uh, subcommittee hearing. But I wanted to give you a chance to give us a report, your take on it, and sort of, uh, and, and I heard your testimony was just phenomenal, uh, as I just summarized it. But I uh, really wanted to hear your perspective on the bill. And, and, uh, and, and, and also, let's tell folks at some point, before we get you, get you out of here, we'll let you ad- recommend folks how to help. Let's move this bill along. But, but tell me a little bit about the subcommittee. It, it went on for five hours, according to what I heard. Absolutely. Let me start here in 2019. A good friend of mine, um, Representative John McCravey III, um, called me one day and said, I need you to help me with this heartbeat bill. And uh, it passed the House and got to the Senate, and, of course, it stalled. So I was very happy to know that my new senator, um, Billy Garrett, um, had t- took it up and sponsored the bill. And so when I was there, you know, everything was going well, of course. You know, you're going to have your pro-lifers, which we are, and Christians and conservatives. Then you're going to have um, the abortion um, people that support abortion. But I thought it was good because I thought, um, especially Chris, um, what's his name? Oh, my goodness. They just left me. Chris Smith, who is on the National Day of Prayer for South Carolina, said something very powerful. He says, you know, we've been here many times, and it's really time to pass this heartbeat bill. Um, The South Carolina Heartbeat Bill and Protections from Abortion Act um, basically says that a woman would have to have a pregnant woman who would have to have an ultrasound. And if a heartbeat is detected, the heartbeat is detected within like the first six weeks. That means she could not have an abortion. And the doctor who would would perform the abortion could serve, um, I think it's two years in prison and um, $10,000 fine. So, I, um, Reese, I think it went well. I was so happy it got out of the subcommittee, three to two vote. And then this week, it 
got, I, I mean, it actually passed the subcommittee, the medical affairs subcommittee, mm-hmm. um, nine to eight. Yeah. And so, yes, sir. And so I think it actually, from what I'm hearing, it seems as though it will, that approval in the House won't be a problem this year because the, the House is, appears to be just as strong on the issue as it was in the last session. And, of course, in the last session, as you said, it passed the House. And it seems as though there's there's appears to be the will in the Senate to uh, to get it done. And I think Governor McMaster has already said if it gets to his desk, he will sign it. Absolutely. And that's what's very encouraging. Uh, let me give a shout out to the governor that has said from the beginning that he would sign this bill into law. Um, my concern is, though, when it gets to the floor and it's debated that we do. I mean, it's going to take at least 26 Republican senators least 26 to vote for this to become a bill and my concern is um you know i think it was representative not representative senator tom davis who actually voted against it in the sub the full subcommittee hearing because uh, because of the step he didn't get the rapid incest in the bill mm-hmm. so we really need to contact our senators um especially this week and next week what well, this week actually because we want to make sure that we're going to have our Republican senators who we sent to the state house to do their job and to pass this bill for life. Yeah, very good. And you said some interesting things about, and I've read over the years about the really dramatic impact that abortion has had in the minority communities, in the African-American community. Speak to that a little bit in your experience there. You spoke to that before the subcommittee, and, and, I, and I think that's a powerful uh, testimony. Um, you know, if you're born, I say, if you're if you're brought into this world as a, as a young minority child, you're, you're you you face a struggle being born in in many places in this country. Absolutely. If we go back to the architect of abortion, Margaret Sanger, if you go back and study her history, I wrote a book called "On the New Civil Rights Movement Ending Abortion," and in my research, what I found out was Margaret Sanger's, who was a eugenist and a racist, um, which is documented basically says she wanted to annihilate black people, the mentally handicapped, the mentally ill, and the poor. That's startling. And to see her plan coming into fruition, even in our day, is alarming. But in African-American community, abortion has become what we call a black genocide. Right now in the United States of America, black people comprise of less, um, less than 13%, I mean 13% of the overall population. Um, there are more black babies aborted in New York City than are born. I'm going to try that again, Reese. Mm. There are more African-American babies aborted in New York City than are born. And so, you know, when you talk about African-American community, out of 62 million since 1973, 20 million have been African-American babies. And it is a, it is a horrible reality. I pastored, um, well, I'll say it this way. For the last 17 years, I've pastored a predominantly African-American church. We are multicultural now, praise God. But um, having, <laughs> having to deal with African-American community and sometimes the ignorance of abortion um, has been startling. But we're making way in the African-American community. Continue to pray for us. That's amazing. Um, Tony, thank you so much for all that you do. And um, I appreciate your uh, advocacy on behalf of this bill. You know, and I think back. You know, regardless of race, when you think of uh, 60 million children who would have been here, you know, but but are not here. And you think, how many Albert Einsteins, how many, 
you know, how many Wilt, uh, you know, how many Wilt Chamberlains, how many Michael Jordans, how many Albert Einsteins, how many, you know, how many geniuses, how many, how many miraculous cures, uh, how many scientific breakthroughs that never came to fruition because, you know, 62 million children never had the opportunity to, to, uh, to, uh, to be born. So that's a, a painful thing to, to consider, but, um, thanks for all you do, uh, Tony, keep up the great work. And if we can do anything for you here at Saturday morning coffee, let us know. I will. And thank you so much. It was an honor to be with you, my friend, Reese Ford. Okay. Thank you, my brother. Take care of yourself and be well. Folks, that's well, thank you. Tony Foster. And we'll be right back after these words from our sponsors with more Saturday morning coffee. Stick with us. And more. The Reese Boyd Radio Hour is now two full hours. More Reese means more coffee. Coming up next on Talk 94.5. So you're thinking about selling your home or you've got plans to do some home improvements. Let's get your home inspected by the pros. Pro Home Inspection Services. Here's just some of the things Emerson Trepper will inspect. Moisture, air quality, infrared HVAC vents, electrical panels and outlets, air leakage of doors and windows, water pressure, gas leaks, even roof inspections. Emerson Treffer of Pro Home Inspection Services has over 40 years of inspection experience, residential and commercial. He's also qualified as an expert witness in various state, federal, and county courts. Home inspections are a great way to check things out before you begin projects. It's not just for selling or buying a home. Get started with ProHomeInspectionsSC.com. That's ProHomeInspectionsSC.com. Pro Home Inspection Services, it's the value of experience. Here's Richie and Marty from One Hour Heating and Air. Well, folks, we finally made it. Yep. Goodbye 2020, hello 2021. At One Hour Heating and Air, we want to kick off a whole new fresh year by offering you a whole new fresh life. Well, that may be an exaggeration. No, it's not. We're talking about giving them a whole new heating and air system for their home. Exactly. When you feel the difference your new system makes, your comfort definitely goes up. It feels like a whole new home. And your monthly energy bills drop. It's a beautiful thing, especially since we're offering the greatest deal on a new 18-seer system on the planet. Yeah, uh, maybe a little too good. I mean, an 18-seer system for the price of a 14-seer? Well, everyone likes the 18-seer the best. Aren't we losing money on this? I got a great deal from the manufacturer. It just seems too good to be true. Well, it is true. Happy New Year! Go online to OneHourMagic.com. This is a McLeod Health Medical Minute. Here's Dr. Vicki with McLeod Family Medicine, Carolina Forest. In spite of numerous educational efforts to raise awareness of heart disease, it remains the number one killer of women. Women of all ages should be concerned about heart disease and take preventative steps to ward off this deadly disease. So what is the one controllable risk factor that can help you in averting heart disease? Know your blood pressure. Years of uncontrolled high blood pressure can lead to heart disease. Often people with high blood pressure have no symptoms. Be sure and have it checked on an annual basis. High blood pressure is a reading that is 140 over 90 or higher. A reading that's 120 over 80 to 139 over 89 is considered prehypertension. This means you do not have high blood pressure right now, but are likely to develop it in the future if positive lifestyle changes are not made. I'm Dr. Vicki Papathanasio with McLeod Family Medicine, Carolina Forest. I invite you to visit our website, mcleodhealth.org, or call 843 646 8001. 
the Reese Boyd Radio Hour, two full hours on Talk 94.5. Morning, everybody. Welcome back to Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour. I am your host, Reese Boyd. I want to thank Tony Foster, Pastor Tony Foster, with the Restoration Worship Center in Greenwood for joining us here today on the big show. Really appreciate uh, Tony's leadership on uh, the Heartbeat Bill and his perspectives on uh, uh, everything related to where we are in this country on, on the subject of life and protecting life and the unborn. Um, and I'll continue to update you guys. Liz does uh, on the weekly show as well, weekday show as well. But we'll continue to keep you guys posted on the progress of that bill in the Senate and in the House and, and hopefully through the General Assembly. And we'll see what happens there. But encourage you guys to reach out to your elected officials and your representatives and let your feelings be known. That's how that's how pressure is exerted. want to thank everybody who is checking in. A lot of you chiming in on the pcrxcomputers.com text line the landman gordon the golf guy keith parker again tim the car detail guy and um jim from myrtle beach uh, will down at coastal sports says raises an interesting point and there are so many things going on in the world today the world is moving so quickly folks but uh, will notes that last week facebook banned all gun and ammo related ads for a week to theoretically decrease violence at the inauguration. We are now on MeWe as I have had enough. Zuckerberg censorship and leftist fascism. Amen to that, uh, Will. Um, you know, there are, we, we, I've got a, uh, uh, an item today about alternatives to Facebook and Twitter, which I encourage everybody just to get off Twitter. You know, I, I was uh, looking for something this week. I, I had a, 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 something in my office. I was going to order a refill for a printer at my office. And ordinarily what we will do when that, um, you know, when we need those kinds of things, it's much easier rather than sending somebody to the store. It's much easier just to open up Amazon and just do the one click. And I mean, Amazon even has this little thing where you put a button on the printer and, and when you want an, a refill, you just mash the button. It, it could not be any easier. And I just said, no, we're, we're just not going to do that. We're not going to support Amazon, folks. We can't support. If you believe in the way of life that this country has fostered and engendered and that we have cherished for 200 years, you have got to stand up. And by stand up, I mean you've got to be counted. You've got to let your voice be heard. But you also have to vote with your feet and vote with your dollars. So that means if you live in a state that burdens you with regulation and assaults your freedom and takes away your Second Amendment rights to bear arms and to do all the things that Americans have done for generations with these sacred rights that we have enjoyed as protected under our constitution, if that's where you live and thank goodness we don't live in one of those States, but if that's where you live, you got to vote with your feet. You need to move. And by the way, when you move to South Carolina from a freedom hating jurisdiction, don't make us like where you came from. Please don't do that to us. Remember you came here for a reason and don't make it like the place you came from. So you got to vote with your feet, but you also have to vote with your pocketbook. Don't spend money. Don't send money to Twitter. Don't send money to Facebook. 
I, I could not be. It, 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 we are really at the time where we have to choose. We have to choose with with wisdom where we invest our time, where we invest our energy, where we invest our money. And so, but I want to get to Don Bound. Don has got an event coming up with uh, Red Hats, and and we talked about it a little bit earlier in the program, but there's some sort of uh, event today. Don, how are you this morning? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. Okay, yes, sir. And um, and I think you guys are, are having an event, the Red Hat. First of all, we're no longer Red Hats for Trump. We are Red Hats America. We've talked about that. Well, one of the one of the things that uh, you and I have talked about, and a, a small group of us over the past few months, is Red Hats for Trump was only about the platform that Donald Trump headed for. Yeah, it wasn't Donald Trump; it was what he stood for. And at some point, that had to change for his legacy and the platform that he started yeah. to keep going. And so that was changed. We changed, and we're in the process now. Hopefully, we're going to have more information out soon. And it's, it's basically just standing up for our rights and trying to get organized, like reorg and a whole bunch of different things. I mean, there's just not enough time to even say what we got to do. Yeah. But Red Hats America is going to be a conservative voice, and we're, we're getting organized, and we should be out here in a short time. I think one, of the things, one of the things that we wanted to do was stand up for what we believe in, and most of us for, that believe in the Constitution— that believe in what Donald Trump did for us, and again, it could be any name. It just it just happened to be his name, and what he is for America first, make America great again. And what really upset me is, you know, I've been buying hats and giving them away for five years. Yep. People that supported Trump to get his name out, to get people to stand behind what he believed in, and when Tom Rice voted against him, and he made a public statement that said. He was afraid for his life, and he was mad at the president for talking the way he did about Pence. Okay, that's fine. But you don't go and, and destroy our party here in South Carolina. You just don't do that. Yeah. And so I asked for my hat back. It's hat number 487, and I don't expect to get it back. But it's like you said this morning, it's a symbolic burn. I don't want that hat to be associated with him, and the way to do it is burn 487, and then he is dead to me, just like an Italian family. Yeah. When you, you're dead to me, if I see you on the street, I walk right by you. I don't even know who you are. And uh, where is this going to take place, Don? This is going to be up at Boyd's on the Boulevard in North Myrtle Beach at noontime. And um, we got some. We got a couple of speakers going to be there talking about stuff. And basically, it's, it's just to, to stand up. Like you guys were talking earlier, and Liz has been talking during the week. We have to stand up for our rights. And this is just our way to stand up and say, listen, you do what's wrong, you're going to be held accountable. Yeah. And, you know, it's an interesting time to, uh, you know, sort our way through this as Republicans. Uh, part of me says, you know, it's time to kind of circle the wagons, stand shoulder to shoulder, but we also have to hold one another accountable. And at the end of the day, we have to make sure that the people that we're electing are actually fulfilling our wishes. You know, for, for, for too long in this country, we sent, we've been sending people to Congress who run on a conservative platform, and, but then basically go vote whatever way they want to vote. And, and, and that, I mean, what I think is really constructive now is 
people are watching. Every vote is 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 measured and and reported, and we're holding people accountable, and that's what you're doing. And I think that's uh, great. So this is at Bowie's on the Boulevard in North Myrtle Beach. That's correct. Twelve and o'clock. Twelve o'clock. Well, Don, listen, I want to thank you for all the work that Red Hats has done over the years. And I want to thank you for all the work that you have done. Red Hats has been such a great organization, and you've energized the Republican Party. And, and, and what I think we have to do is channel all that energy into constructive things and, and don't let people think that the movement is gone because Trump is no longer in the White House. Nothing could be further from the truth. Now, this, this is more important now. And one of the other things I'll leave your people with that you and I have talked about is we cannot elect and forget anymore. Amen. That's what's happening. Yep. Amen. Listen, Don Bound, thank you so much, folks. Uh, join Don today at 12, and we'll be right back with more Saturday morning coffee after this news break and messages from our sponsor. I'm Reese Boyd. Stick with us. We'll be right back. with Carmelo Goodwill. Every Thursday morning right after 9 on the Liz Calloway Show, Goodwill presents the Get a Job segment. For people who are looking for jobs, we offer assistance with resume preparation, mock interviews, and job search resources. To get started, visit palmettogoodwill.org for more information on our center locations in North Myrtle Beach, Carolina Forest, and Georgetown. Get a Job, Thursday mornings, brought to you by Palmetto Goodwill on Talk 94.5. If you've been walking the same old road for miles and miles If you've been hearing the same old voice of the same old lies If you're trying to feel the same old holes inside There's a better life There's a better life If you got pain He's a pain Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour. You're in the uh, second cup hour of Saturday Morning Coffee, 8.07 on your Saturday morning. He's a chain breaker. Yes, he is. Um, I want to thank you all for sticking with us on the program and remind you that you, too, can join the show on the call-in line at 843-903-2945. You can also text your comments to us on the PCRX computers dot com text line that number is eight four three seven nine eight talk that's eight four three seven nine eight eight two five five margaret the lawyer checking in on the pcrxcomputers.com text line al the real man checking in and many of you already checked in as we've talked about thanks al al says good morning reese great show always great to hear from you al uh thanks for listening and uh, had a couple of phone calls. Uh, Tom called with a question about uh, the vaccine, which we'll get to. We've got some vaccine stuff to cover if we get to it. But And we've got another uh, caller on the line holding. But uh, right now we've got an interview scheduled with Aaron Weaver, as we talked about at the beginning of the show. Aaron Weaver is with the Palmetto Promise Institute in Columbia. Wanted to bring her on to talk about a couple of things that Palmetto Promise is uh, working on in this current legislative session. So good morning, Ellen. How are you? 
Hey, I'm great, Reese. How are you? I'm glad to be on the uh, second hour because I'm actually on my second cup, so I'm well caffeinated and ready to go. <laughs> well, that's great. That's how we get through our mornings here on Saturday morning coffee, Ellen. We're fueled by caffeine, so it's a... amen. Good, good public policy is always fueled by caffeine. I found so yeah. great. Great to be with you. What, what's your coffee of choice this morning? Um, this morning I have the uh, Starbucks breakfast roast um, just made in the curry, so nothing fancy. I don't do all that pour-over stuff. You know, I'm yeah. just kind of a, a down-to-earth kind of coffee drinker, but it's delicious. <laughs> That's good. Good. Whatever works. Whatever works for you. We've got, all, we've got all kinds here on Saturday morning coffee. Wanted to touch base, Elena. First of all, tell folks what is, for folks who may not be familiar, uh, don't do a lot of inside baseball, tell folks what Palmetto Promise is. Yeah, absolutely. So um, in in your usual parlance, you might think of Palmetto Promise as a think tank. So on the national level, um, you know, you have the Heritage Foundation, the Cato Institute, the American Enterprise Institute, um, you know, these great organizations that are are, uh, doing research and and generating public policy ideas. So that's what we do here at Palmetto Promise on on the state level. And, um, you know, I say we kind of have a threefold mission. Our goal is to equip leaders with good ideas to shape the debates that are happening in Columbia and then to power the reforms that will make South Carolina a free and flourishing place for every citizen. Well, that's great. I know you guys do great work because I follow y'all on social media. I've subscribed to your email blast, and I would encourage our listeners uh, to subscribe to your email blast. And actually, it was an email blast that I got this week that prompted me to contact you for an interview. And uh, one of the things you talked about this week was a Senate change to the rules for earmarking, uh, which I thought was interesting. A little more transparency coming to the appropriations process in the Senate. You want to speak to that briefly? Yeah, absolutely. You know, as a conservative, I believe that sunshine in government is the right of every taxpayer. I mean, we all work real hard for the money that we send to Columbia, and we have a right to know how that money is being spent. And for too many years, there has been a secret process whereby lawmakers are able to slip um, funding for pet projects. And, and when I say pet projects, you know, it may, it may be a very worthy cause. Um, but the fact is, is that the public doesn't know about it, and the public has a right to know. And so the Senate took a big step forward in changing that um, this week, or last week, I should say, um, you know, requiring that the name um, of the senator who would uh, slip that money in, the amount of the money, the project that it's going towards in an explanation, would have to be made public prior to the full Senate taking a vote on the annual budget. So that's a great step forward for transparency. Of course, there's always more to do. And we certainly would urge the House to adopt that that exact same level of transparency that the Senate has. And and honestly, it's kind of funny to to see the the Senate taking a lead on a on a conservative principle. I think for a long time the Senate has kind of been following along behind the House when it comes to uh, you know conservative uh, policy ideas. But it's refreshing to see the new majority in the Senate taking the lead on that. Yeah, very true. I agree. And one of the things that's been sort of a recurring theme for me. Do you feel like we have enough transparency generally in the budget process in Columbia? Um, that was actually, no, no. That was actually one of the things I ran on. I, I ran unsuccessfully. We'll make sure everybody knows that for the Senate. <laughs> but one of the things I said is I think the budget process should be open and subject to hearings, and people should be able to chime in on that budget process as it moves through the debate. And And it doesn't seem like people really have a, a full and meaningful opportunity to do that. Am I, is that a fair criticism? 
I do think I do think that that is fair. Um, I think that, that anything that we can do to open up the process of government to citizen participation is a is a good thing. And I know um, you know uh, another layer of transparency that several of the folks in the Senate, Scott Talley and others, have been fighting for for a while is this idea of, of having a, an online checkbook, if you will, where it's very simple for um, citizens to see how the state government is spending their money. Because you could argue that the information is mostly available now, but let's be real, it's buried in, you know, indecipherable spreadsheets, you know, in the bowels of government websites, and, and I don't think that that constitutes true <laughs> transparency yeah. and accountability to the public. People have to be able to find it and understand yeah. it. So I think that's one of our big missions here is to make sure that, that we do that. I mean, we're doing that with education finance. Um, we can talk about that maybe another time. But, you know, there's a lot of things in our state government that need to be opened up to the sunlight of, of citizen awareness. Amen to that. And it may be technically uh, available, but if you can't find it, it doesn't matter. You know, if you can't find the information that you would want to find in a reasonably short period of time, the fact that it may technically be available, like you said, buried in some spreadsheet somewhere is is really irrelevant. So um, I agree. Another quick point I'll make real quick. And I I learned this this week uh, and I'll just chime in with this. Um, I was speaking to a friend of mine in Washington who is uh, part of the wheels of government up there. I'll just leave it at that. And, you know, we did earmark reform at the federal level some years ago, and their point to me was that a lot of those appropriations decisions that would have been earmarked in the legislative process in Congress previous in previous years has now, those decisions have moved into the, you know, the sort of administrative bureaucracy of government. And and that there's even less sunlight. And I'm not saying that that's a problem now with what you're saying, but I do, that's just something to people to be aware of at the federal level, um, you know, that that we got rid of earmarks at the federal level. And you're not saying we're getting rid of them, that you just want them disclosed in the General Assembly. That's exactly right, and that's what the General Assembly has done. And, and to your point about the growth of, of administrative agency power in D.C., that's a huge problem for our republic, um, and that's not limited to the earmark issue. I mean, Congress has become, uh, maybe the word is flaccid, yeah. <laughs> over the last 50 years. Yeah. And until Congress reasserts itself as it was intended to under the Constitution, I'm afraid we're going to see more and more of that executive creep. Yeah. And I, and I think that was, frankly, one of the reasons a lot of folks did not like Donald Trump, because he shook a lot of those trees and was and was breaking a lot of those power structures that were that were, you know, sort of had calcified over time. And, and, a, and a lot of people did not and do not like that. Um, so that is a great update. Aaron, let me ask you this question. Another item that caught my attention from your email was this report that has been issued by the South Carolina Education Oversight Committee which had a rather startling statistic. It was looking at the impact of COVID and virtual learning and all of the things that we've had to do or that we have done, let me say it that way, have done in response to the COVID pandemic. Uh, The impact that that has had on the educational progress of our students, of our children, and ultimately that's the real measure. Um, But the report said seven out of, among other things, seven out of 10 children between the ages or between grades three and eight in South Carolina will not be able to read or do basic math on grade level by the spring of this year. And to me, um, and that's of course a significant increase, which I think they are attributing to virtual learning and, and, and that sort of, uh, you know, those adjustments. And, and there's a lot going on behind the scenes as there always is, but there was also a bill 
your, your note, you noted that that prompted House lawmakers to introduce legislation to ensure that we would do some diagnostic testing to evaluate this. And, 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 and I, I assume once we evaluate it, assess how to fix it. But lo and behold, it appears that some are opposed to that. So what's that all about? Well, it's kind of funny. Your segue was perfect because you talked about power structures in D.C. that have calcified over time. And I can't think of a more apt way to describe the public education structure in this state. Um, And what I have come to find in in my time serving on the EOC, as well as just being, um, you know, an informed observer of the public policy process here through my work at Palmetto Promise, is that um, institutions are resistant to change, and um, they're also resistant to transparency and to accountability if they feel like that transparency is going to cast them in a, in a bad light or in a doubtful light. Um, and so, unfortunately, um, many decisions in education come down not to what is best for the children, but to what is most um, convenient to the people who are in charge of, of the system. And I'm afraid that that seems to be what's operating here on this whole testing question. Um, you know, uh, testing is, a, is an, interesting, an interesting topic. It can be used in a lot of different ways. Yeah. And, you know, as a conservative, um, I am strongly opposed to uh, testing mandates from Washington, right? I don't think that Washington should be telling states how to run their education system. But I believe that state leaders do have a responsibility to not only the students of our state, most importantly, but then also to the taxpayers of our state for the massive amounts of money that we're spending on public education every year. Yeah. And so, you know, Ellen, let me, we let, are going... Let me interrupt you for yeah. one second. We've got to, that music tells me we've got to take a little commercial break. Could you stick with us? Because I, I had a few I, more questions I wanted to cover with you. Yeah, I'd be glad to. Okay. Folks, we're talking to Ellen Weaver with Palmetto Promise Institute, and we'll be right back after these words from our sponsors. I'm Reese Boyd. Don't leave town. With the bass kicked in, fingers all pumping, quick to the point, to the point, no faking, burning MCs like a pound of bacon, but I don't... Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour, is now two full hours. More Reese coming up next on Talk 94.5. At Revive Air, we repair, replace, and revive your indoor comfort. Hi, I'm Nick, owner of Revive Air. Revive Air is focused on professionally maintaining your heating and cooling systems. We are a technician-owned company. We never employ commission-based salespeople. Revive Air was formed to protect you, the customer, and make sure you have a reliable and cost-effective option for all your HVAC needs. Remember, repair, replace, revive with Revive Air. Google Revive Air today or go to reviveairsc.com. Hey, everybody, it's Reese Boyd, your host for Saturday Morning Coffee, talking with Greg Sisson. Greg is the principal at the Greg Sisson Team Remax First Choice Real Estate. How long have you been in the real estate business? I started in real estate full-time in 1997, and our company is is really structured where we can serve the client at a high level, so we've really streamlined it to make it simple and easy for our clients. Our market is red hot kind of the perfect storm for home sellers right now in the Grand Strand. Greg, if folks want to get in touch with you at your office, how can they do that? Really, my cell phone is the best way. It's 843-251-2693. And then our website is gregsisson.com. Check us out there as well. 
If you are a seller today and you're thinking about it, it, it would make sense to give me a call. Remax First Choice, the Greg Sisson team, real estate experts here in Myrtle Beach, ready to help you with your real estate needs. Hi, everybody. It's attorney Reese Boyd, your host for Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour here on WTKN. I'm also a practicing attorney with the firm of Davis and Boyd, attorneys at law here in Myrtle Beach. These are certainly trying and uncertain times for individuals, families, and businesses here along the Grand Strand. Please know that our team of professionals at Davis and Boyd stands ready to assist you with all of your personal and business legal needs. So if we can assist you in any way, give us a call at 839-9800. That's Davis and Boyd, attorneys at so you're thinking about selling your home or you've got plans to do some home improvements let's get your home inspected by the pros pro home inspection services here's just some of the things emerson treffer will inspect moisture air quality infrared hvac vents electrical panels and outlets air leakage of doors and windows water pressure gas leaks even roof inspections Emerson Treffer of Pro Home Inspection Services has over 40 years of inspection experience, residential and commercial. He's also qualified as an expert witness in various state, federal, and county courts. Home inspections are a great way to check things out before you begin projects. It's not just for selling or buying a home. Get started with ProHomeInspectionsSC.com. That's ProHomeInspectionsSC.com. Pro Home Inspection Services, it's the value of experience. Saturday morning coffee. The Reese Boyd Radio Hour is now two full hours. Two full hours on Talk 94.5. All right, stop. Collaborate and listen. Ice is back with my brand new adventure. Something grabs a hold of me tightly, flowing like an awful. They lean tightly, will it ever stop, y'all? I don't know. Turn off the lights, and I'll go to the extreme. I rock a mic like a band, light up the stage, and wax a jump like a candle dance. Caress a speaker that booms, I'm killing your brain like a poisonous mushroom deadly. When I play a dope melody, anything less than the best, it's a felony, love it to leave. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour. We are talking to Ellen Weaver with the Palmetto Promise Institute, talking about some recent developments uh, in the General Assembly. A stark and alarming report released by the South Carolina Education Oversight Committee, which finds that 7 out of 10 third through 8th graders in South Carolina will not be reading or doing basic math on grade level by this spring, the spring of 2021. So, Ellen, thanks for your insight on this. And, and let's start with a, with a baseline question that many may be having. What is the Education Oversight Committee? Absolutely. The Education Oversight Committee is a, a legislative agency that is um, independent of all of the other education stakeholders. And our job at the EOC, I, I am appointed to serve on that, that board, um, is to uh, report facts, measure change, and promote progress within education in our state. And so a lot of times that means a lot of data crunching. It's a little bit of a, a, a geeky uh, place to be. Sure. But it's, it's really important because, you know, um, you have to have, have good data to drive good 
decisions. And so that's what the EOC exists to do. Yeah. And so obviously COVID has had a negative impact on the classroom. We've been virtually learning in many instances. And, and I think at times that has been the necessary response. Um, we may have overreacted. I think, I think we have, we have, as a general statement, my view is we have overreacted to the pandemic, but that's a whole nother discussion. <laughs> but what about, what's your take? Uh, how has COVID harmed our children? If you can, if you can hazard a guess. Um, I, I know, for instance, now here in Ory County, and I believe in many other school districts, we, we've encased many of the desks in our elementary schools in basically a plexiglass bubble. Some teachers are complaining that the, the, it literally puts the child in a bubble and they're just, they're not paying attention. You can barely see, particularly if you're in the back of, I can imagine I've not been in, in, in any of these classrooms, but some teachers have actually posted videos. And if you're sitting in the back of a room and you're a, you know, a seven or eight year old and you're suddenly you're in a plexiglass bubble, you can imagine how that's a struggle to, to maintain the pupil's attention, I would think. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and you know, the, you let off the segment talking about that 7 and 10 figure of the children not being ready. Unfortunately, that may actually be a best-case scenario because there were a lot of vulnerable students um, who might not have had access to technology or some other reason um, for them not to be represented in the fall testing sample um, that those findings were based on. So, I mean, it, it, could, be, it could be even worse, even worse than that. And that's why it's so important that we have this um, diagnostic testing. Um, you know, testing is a fairly controversial issue, lots of different opinions on it. And, I, you know, I was sharing, I don't think that, you know, testing mandated by Washington, D.C. is a good thing, but we certainly have a responsibility to the taxpayers here in South Carolina for the 10-plus billion dollars that we spend on public education, um, as well as to the students um, of, of this state. And the students are just simply <clears throat> falling further and further behind in this, in this learning environment. Yeah. And if, if we don't test, we'll never, we'll never know where they are. Um, and, you know, you, there's, a, there's a debate oftentimes, you know, a lot of people will say, well, you know, we can't just teach to a test. Well, these tests are tests that were developed in South Carolina that are uh, designed to measure what we have said we believe South Carolina children should know. Um, and I think, you know, you and I are both conservatives because we recognize <laughs> that human nature is what it is, and it responds to incentives. And what, what gets tested gets taught. And one of the interesting things that, um, that we saw in this report put out by the EOC is that um, advanced placement teachers continued teaching new material in the fourth semester even after they went virtual. And the reason they did that was because they knew their students were going to have to take that AP test at the end of the year, and there are a lot of parents who want their students to get a three or above so that they can get that college credit. Sure. And you could argue, well, you know, those are advanced kids doing advanced work. Yes, but the principle is the same, is that, you know, what gets tested gets taught because the rest of the um, education system adopted more of what was called, quote-unquote, grace over grades. And the principals and the superintendents that um, the EOC talked to in developing this report reported to a person 
a significant drop-off in student engagement once it was announced that students basically couldn't fail the fourth semester. And, you know, obviously in a global pandemic, we're not looking to put additional stress on parents, kids, teachers. We know that they're stressed out, um, which is why all accountability measures have already been waived for this school year. This testing wouldn't even be used to develop a school ranking like it typically would be. This is simply to diagnose where our children are. Yeah. And it seems to me, how can you be against it? Obviously, there are some who seem concerned. But again, you're not you're not punishing these schools. We just want to know where the kids are. And my concern is, you know, I'm not an educator. And, and you know, as I like to say, I did stay at a Holiday Inn Express last night. But I am a dad, you know, and I've, I've, I've raised or I'm raising two kids as best we can. And I know education, everything builds on the year before. And That's right. I remember that from my own education. And, and I'm worried that we're losing, you know, we've not handled this well. And these kids are slipping behind. And next year, they're just going to be a year behind and the year after that. And we, we run the risk of losing a whole generation of kids if we don't fix this. And how can you fix it if you don't even know the extent of the problem? That's exactly right. We first have to know the extent of the problem, and then the second step beyond that is what I'm most excited to work on here in Columbia, and that's figuring out how we get parents who don't have the ability to live in a neighborhood where there might be a great school access to high-quality education for their kids, whether that's through um, a private school scholarship or whether that's through a great charter school. We need to grow education choice in this state because this pandemic has demonstrated, you know, more than ever why parents need to be equipped to customize their child's education because all children are going to have been impacted by this, but the impacts will be different on different children. And parents need to be equipped with the ability, whether they live in a good house in a good neighborhood or whether they maybe live on the wrong side of the track, so to speak, um, in a low-income area where maybe they don't have access to a great school. Their children need help as well. And so we're going to keep fighting for school choice here in Columbia. And, And I think there's some exciting progress on the horizon on that front. Yeah, well, that's great, and it's great work. And, Ellen, thanks for all y'all do. If folks want to get in touch with you or Palmetto Promise to follow your efforts and to support the work, the valuable work that Palmetto Promise is doing, how can they do that? Absolutely. Visit us at palmettopromise.org and sign up for our weekly emails there. We don't uh, give your data away to anybody else, and we promise we won't spam you. We send out need-to-know information like the email that Reese mentioned once every week. Um, And so if you care about the future of South Carolina and what happens in Columbia, please do go to palmettopromise.org to sign up for those emails or follow us on Facebook or Twitter at at palmettopromise. Great. Ellen, thanks so much, and I attest your emails are always valuable. Uh, We encourage folks to contact your legislators, encourage them to support this diagnostic testing of our students, which needs to be done, and I encourage you guys to support the work of Palmetto Promise. They're doing great stuff. Please support their efforts. Ellen, thanks so much. Come back on the show anytime. I appreciate it, Reese. Have a great Saturday. Thank you so much. Take care. Folks, this is Saturday Morning Coffee. That was Ellen Weaver, and we'll be right back after these words from our sponsors. Don't leave town. Text us 843-798-TALK Saturday Morning Coffee The Reese Boyd Radio Hour On Talk 94.5 
I'm guessing you don't get too excited about having to clean your house. I mean, who does? Well, we do. Hi, this is Karina from The Cleanup Club. The Cleanup Club is all about cleaning. Your home, your business. Our staff is professional, efficient, and we're really friendly too. Get a quote for your home, business, or vacation rental. We love to clean. Start on our website. That's thecleanupclub.com. At The Cleanup Club, we shimmer and shine your house divine. Again, check us out at thecleanupclub.com. Here's Richie and Marty from One Hour Heating and Air. Well, folks, we finally made it. Yep. Goodbye, 2020. Hello, 2021. At One Hour Heating and Air, we want to kick off a whole new fresh year by offering you a whole new fresh life. Well, that may be an exaggeration. No, it's not. We're talking about giving them a whole new heating and air system for their home. Exactly. When you feel the difference your new system makes, your comfort definitely goes up. It feels like a whole new home. And your monthly energy bills drop. It's a beautiful thing, especially since we're offering the greatest deal on a new 18-seer system on the planet. Yeah, uh, maybe a little too good. I mean, an 18-seer system for the price of a 14-seer? Well, everyone likes the 18-seer the best. Aren't we losing money on this? I got a great deal from the manufacturer. It just seems too good to be true. Well, it is true. Happy New Year! Go online to OneHourMagic.com. Hi, this is Scott Richards for Advanced Power Wash of Myrtle Beach. We have been in our house for 20 years, and we recently cut back some hedges, and I realized, boy, this house is a mess. So, I got in touch with my friend, Sean Gibson. Sean is the owner and proprietor of Advanced Power Wash of Myrtle Beach. This guy is amazing. Sean's going to come out and clean our house. Low pressure, high cleaning. It's going to take less than a day, and it will look better than new. I am absolutely convinced get started advanced power wash mb.com happy new year from seaside furniture gallery and accents your grandstand furniture store is ringing in the new year with all in-store furniture items discounted from 15 to 50 percent off our everyday low pricing and with the largest selection of lamps pictures and accessories on the grandstand you'll save more at 40 percent off our everyday low pricing and our clearance items have been drastically reduced for cash and carry hurry in our new year sales event won't last long it ends january 31st seaside is located in the heart of north myrtle beach at 527 highway 17 north open seven days a week Monday through Saturday, 9 to 6, and Sunday, 1 to 5. Seaside Furniture Gallery and Accents. We love our customers. PCRX. PCRX. We have the right prescription for your PC. When you have computer problems, your life stops. Your work stops. Everything stops. PCRX gets your computer and your life moving again. Diagnostics, consultation, virus removal, optimization. Call PCRX for PC service and repair in Conway. PCRX. PCRX is the way to go. Call 488-4100. Saturday morning coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour on Talk 94.5.
Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour, 835 on your Saturday morning, Saturday, January 23rd, 2021, with a lot of numbers there, 2021. Not so sure we're off to a great start this year, but we're working through it. Um, I want to thank Ellen Weaver with Palmetto Promise for joining us here on the program. And, folks, I want to encourage you guys to follow the work of Palmetto Promise and contact your legislator. Encourage them. Write them. Call their offices. Encourage them to make this diagnostic testing happen. Uh, We are shirking our responsibility to our children if we don't figure out how uh, we have failed them educationally through this pandemic. And so the first step to correcting a problem is assessing it. And uh, if you don't do this testing... How do we, we don't even know how far behind our children have gotten. And why should that be a secret? Who's worried about that being uh, a known fact? I don't see, I don't see a downside to uh, figuring that out. If any of you know a downside to figuring that out, please, by all means, let me know what I'm missing on this. But I, I, don't, I don't see a missed point. So uh, a few notes and a few items in the show notes, which I have uh, not gotten to that I wanted to take a moment to share with you guys sad notes unfortunately want to uh, spend a moment remembering uh, former mayor john rhodes uh, who passed away from covid uh, this week john was a friend um, a dear friend to so many in this town he did so much for myrtle beach um, unfortunately we lost john this week after a battle uh, with covid uh, also uh, my dear friend uh, mike ward who we prayed for on this show as well and asked for prayers for him, mike and his family uh, unfortunately, uh, Mike has passed away as well. Um, deeply felt loss uh, for many of us. Mike was uh, truly a great American. Um, and so we're in a difficult uh, period of time in many respects uh, right now, but we're, uh, we press ahead because, as I have said many times on this program, I don't get but so upset about the things that happen in this world because ultimately my hope is not in this world. You know, I have a hope in Christ that, that goes beyond uh, anything that happens here in this life. So, and I hope you share that peace with me. And, um, and uh, it's, the, it's the only peace that will truly bring you peace. And uh, it does. But uh, we do miss John. I was thinking back over some of my John memories. And I remember once I was at an event with, uh, with, with the former mayor. And it was a dinner event. And, and the speaker, oh my gosh, you know, we had had dinner and it was at that time when everybody kind of sits back and listens to the speaker and the speaker was awful i mean it was just awful you know, it was like watching paint dry and i can't i can't remember where we were but I, and i even if i did i wouldn't tell you after i said that but, <laughs> but john and i were there and and uh and there were other people around the table obviously and so i looked at john i said john you want to play chess and he looked at me like what are you talking about so i took my iphone out and i opened a chess app and i set it for you know player to player, uh, you know, pass it back and forth. And so John and I are sitting there playing chess, passing my iPhone back and forth. And we played a few moves. And then somebody at the table, I don't remember who, looked at us like we were the heathen children that had been, that had snuck in the back door to a highfalutin event. Like uh, you were at church playing yeah, chess. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so I kind of sheepishly put my iPhone back in my pocket and John looked at me, had that kind of devilish grin <laughs> that John had. John had this great devilish grin and uh, he just kind of laughed. That's my John Rhodes memory. But man, what a great, great guy he was. Um, you know, it's uh, unfortunate that he's no longer with us, but he's in a better place. And so 
just remembering him today and, and reflecting on what a great, uh, great guy he was and, and remembering Mike Ward as well today and everybody else, every other family uh, that has had a loss through this pandemic. Our thoughts and our prayers go with you uh, today here at Saturday Morning Coffee. Right now, we're joined here on the program by uh, another special guest. We'll have a special guest today. We're very special today, but we've got a special guest on the line with us. Her name is Dreema Purdue. Dreema is the chairperson of the O'Ree County GOP. That's the Grand Old Party. Um, it's grand and it's old, and it's also known as the Republican Party. Dreema, good morning. How are you this morning? Good morning. I'm wonderful. Thank you for asking, and I hope you are as well. We're doing well. We have uh, we have no complaints, and nobody wants to hear them if we do. So we're that, plugging that's ahead. True. <laughs> that's true. They don't want to hear them. They really don't. Uh, Dreema, tell me um, tell me how you're doing. You okay this morning? I'm doing I'm doing well. Thank you. Yes. Thanks. Well, yes, th- I'm doing very well. Thanks for joining us. We wanted you know first of all you know it is a tough time for Republicans, and there's been a lot going on. We had the Tom Rice vote for impeachment, yes. and that has created some ripples in the pool um it's just a generally difficult week i think for those of us who are republicans but yet i'm also very optimistic because uh you know i think we've got a real potential here to again demonstrate why the conservative approach to government why smaller government is better i think i think uh i think we're going to see that the, the 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 wisdom of some of the many things that president trump did in the coming months and years because they're going to have a hard time replicating uh the success that president trump created so yes yes what's your what's your take on where we are uh well um i've had as you can imagine over the last uh, week uh, and plus that uh, many many phone calls uh concerning congressman rice and uh i'll have to say uh, are the constituents are very very unhappy in the seventh district, yeah. um, and uh, um, we we are taking up a resolution. Uh, there there is no uh, recall on the South Carolina books, so that's that's out. But anyhow, the uh, county uh, chairs in the seventh district, we have put together a resolution, and that will be voted on next Saturday. Uh, it'll be as strong as it can possibly be because um, we need to let him know that these are the constituents that uh, we have voiced this opinion. Yeah. And uh, when you say, I'm sorry, just a real quick question. When you sure. say it will be voted on at on Saturday, where will that take place? Our state, the state party. The state party meeting uh, is next Saturday. The, okay. EC, the state EC meeting is next Saturday. And by the way, also at that particular time, uh, we will have all of our information uh, about reorg, and we'll get into that. You, I know you said you wanted to talk about reorganization. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah. but uh, we hate it with Tom. I mean, you know, we've all loved Tom, and uh, um, it's it's hard for me. It's been very difficult for me, as you can imagine. And that, but this is what has to be done. Yeah. So that'll be interesting. Let us know how that goes. I don't know if you know. Drew, I will do that. Drew McKissick was on the show last week, and of course, he issued a, a fairly stern, strong, yes, press release about about the Rice vote. And it, it is unfortunate yes, it, that that it has happened in the way that it has. But I think um, I think this is just the way the process works, and and people people have to voice their opinion. Let Congressman Rice know what they think, and. And, uh, and, and these are the things that, um, you know, by debating this, we, we, you know, we vet these folks and, and we vet Congressman Rice. And it's like you said, I, on a personal level, I really, I really like the Congressman. He's a, he's a great yeah. guy, but I, I yeah. don't, I don't yeah. understand this vote. 
So I don't either. Let's um let's and, 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 uh, go ahead. And he's done so he's done so much for the party. Oh, over, absolutely. Over his uh, yeah. election, he's done so much for the party, yeah. and and it just you know, uh, like I said, I was highly, extremely disappointed and frustrated because I could not understand why he did it. Yeah, that you know, the frustration is just and it's still there, still yeah. there. Well, let's, uh, if we may, we'll keep us posted on that. Sure. Let's talk a little bit about okay. reorg and tell folks how that works, because one of the things I think that all of this highlights is the need for folks, as I have said many times on this show, it's not enough to go to a boat parade. It's uh, people, have right. to, people have to roll up their sleeves now. And because and, I think yeah. one of the things that Trump did, people love Trump because they felt like he was their guy. He protected them. He was doing the heavy lifting for them. Now yeah. we don't have Trump. And we all, but the, but the movement is still there and the, and the, and the principles are still there. So we have to roll up our sleeves and get to work. So how, yeah. how does reorg, yeah. how does reorg work yeah. and how can people get involved in the party? Yeah. Well, uh, as, as many of you know, uh, reorganization is where our, uh, uh, process starts for our election of our county leaders and therefore then the state leaders, uh, reorg, uh, is your precincts. All uh, who have the current ECs, they all meet at a designated uh, location and time. And, and this may not be accurate because with the virus, we may have to make some changes, Reese, with mm-hmm. the, these locations and what have you. But anyhow, they all they meet uh, at their precincts within a designated location and time. And by the way, reorganization, it's all based on a calendar that comes down from RNC. Mm-hmm. So reorg uh, for... The counties in the, around the state of South Carolina begins in uh, in, in March. Yeah. Then our 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 Horry County Convention then is in April, and the state convention therefore leads it leads into the uh, state convention in May. But anyhow, we meet and then they vote amongst themselves amongst their precinct people that are there. Yeah, those are those uh, are all the people. Those are all the people in your precinct. Who, who vote to select that, it. Who are interested. Yeah. That's right. Who are interested. Anyone in your precinct that's interested may show up for, for the uh, first re, for the reorganization. Yep. It is, yes. And when so you say anyhow, and when you say E C that is I just want to make sure people understand that, that is a, okay, that is a yes, committee I'm man. Sorry. That's a committee it man is. who represents for the precinct. For your precinct. For the precinct. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And I'm sorry. You know, we're so used to and I, and I apologize. No. We're used to saying E C and yeah. reorg, so I do we do need to qualify that. Yeah. They elect within themselves an EC, which is an executive committee person for that precinct, and also a vice president for that precinct, and so that he carries a proxy if the EC executive committee person cannot attend at our quarterly EC uh, meetings, our yeah. business meetings. Uh, so then, once that's done, uh, that leads into uh, also when they complete their forms. Let me do this. Uh, they state on their forms, they check off whether they want to be uh, a delegate to the convention or an alternate or uh, whatever. And yeah. so anyhow, those, that paperwork then comes to uh, uh, that, to us, the leaders, and we put together the list that goes in, therefore, to the convention, yeah. uh, our convention, or a county convention. In a, and, uh, Dreamer, let me, let me interrupt you for one second. We've got to go, sure, to, absolutely. We, we've got to, go to a break. Can you stick around and, and sure. continue yeah, this yeah. discussion? I will do that. Okay. Yes, be happy to. Folks, we're talking to Dreama Purdue, who is the chair of the Ori County Republican Party, about reorg, the process of reorganizing the party, which is coming up, and how you can get involved. Stick with us after these words from our sponsors. We'll be right back with more Saturday morning coffee. I'm Reese Boyd. Stick with us. Yeah, 
Saturday morning coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour. And more coming up next on Talk 94.5. Retirees and those about to retire, think about your nest egg. Are you making money or making mistakes? Let Patrick Monroe of North Star Financial Advisors answer that question at a special event and dinner at Chestnut Hill and Restaurant Row. Seminar starts at 5. The complimentary dinner will be served. Reservation information coming up in 20 seconds. This event is absolutely free, but the information you'll learn will be invaluable and space will fill up quickly. So call and reserve your free seats today. When you come, bring your appetite, but leave your checkbook at home because nothing will be sold. Patrick will be addressing how your nest egg could be affected by the pandemic, the new administration, tax reform, the stock market, and so much more. So if you're retired or planning to in the next five years, you're invited to Chestnut Hill Restaurant, Highway 17 North and Restaurant Row on your choice of two dates, Tuesday, January 26th or Thursday, February 4th. Seminars start at 5. A complimentary dinner will be served, but call today at 888-701-2083 or go to NorthStarNavigator.com. Retire right with Northstar Financial Advisors. With the Freedom Boat Club membership, you can truly enjoy a hassle-free boating experience. We do all the work and you get to have all the fun. Hello everyone, this is Karen Berry over at the Freedom Boat Club bringing you your weekend marine report. Here at the Freedom Boat Club located in North Myrtle Beach at the Harborgate Marina, we will have a high tide at 422 this afternoon and the next low tide will be at 1047 p.m. The sun will set at 5.37 and rise in the morning at 7.16. Currently along our beaches from Little River Inlet down to Merle's Inlet and 20 nautical miles out, the winds are out of the north at about 15 to 20 knots and we've got seas at 2 to 3 feet. This has been your weekend marine report brought to you by the Freedom Boat Club where the boat is waiting. As the weather changes, we continue to hear news of the coronavirus and the flu. While the guidelines continue to encourage hand washing and sanitizing services, indoor air filtration technology has been a growing part of these conversations. Carrier has long been a leader in indoor air filtration with the Infinity Air Purifier. This device has a patented germicidal technology that is so effective it captures and kills 99% of airborne pathogens including coronavirus. It is literally the same technology used in many hospitals. Carolina Cool's team of advisors can show you this and other options to safeguard your home. Turn to the experts and Carolina Cool. Now that's cool and clean. Carolina Cool, that's cool. Arbor Landing at Surfside is now open. It pairs access to exceptional senior care services with the very best of Southern hospitality to create a world-class senior living experience in the heart of Surfside Beach, right on Dick Pond Road in Myrtle Beach. At Arbor Landing at Surfside, they use technology to create a simpler, healthier, and happier experience for the seniors who call Arbor Landing home. Find them online at ridgecare.com or call for a tour, 843-492-7387. You're listening to the Reese Boyd Radio Hour, Saturday morning coffee on Talk 94.5. One, two, three.
like a dark-haired girl in a Cadillac A main street of an old forgotten town And sunlight shines and fine white lines On weathered stores with open signs They may as well just close them down Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Saturday Morning Coffee the Respoiled Radio Hour. It is 8.52 on your Saturday morning. Boy, the two hours have flown by this morning. We are talking to Dreama Purdue. Dreama is the chair of the Ory County Republican Party. We're talking about reorg, which is reorganization of the party, which happens uh, in March. And uh, Dreama, I, thanks again for joining us. I realize some of this is in flux. You said it'll be discussed on Saturday. Uh, at the party yeah. meeting where the, where the rice uh, measure will also be voted on. Um, and without getting too far into the weeds, I guess, because some of this will be subject to change, but I, 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 can't, I can't stress enough the importance of people just coming out to precinct, reorg, and, yeah. and organize, yeah. and talking to their neighbors, get your neighbors involved. Yeah. And that's what I was going to, I was going to address. Yep. That. I don't, don't let me steal your, don't let me steal your thunder. That's what I wanted to hear. Go ahead. <laughs> no, no, no. That's great. No, that's, that's fine. Reese. Uh, but I was going to say, this would be the great, uh, greatest opportunity for the people who have moved into South Carolina, you know, and, and I have learned South Carolina politics is an entirely different game than uh, a lot of other states, mainly most of them. But this would be an ideal time for anyone uh, these ECs can speak to their neighbors and what have you. And if they're new to the area and want to get involved, please come out when we have set up our uh, reorg. Come out and even if you just sit there and observe and you can learn about what this is all about and uh, walk through the process with us. And, and uh, I think it would, uh, it would be very, very interesting to a lot of people who do not understand South Carolina politics. Yeah. Well, I've, we've told people many times on this show, Dreama, and on this station, it's time for everybody to, to roll up their sleeves, get to work, and let's, and let's keep this nation great. And we can do that. We can do that regardless, regardless of who's in the White House. How can folks find out, uh, Dreama, when the reorg meetings will take place and where their reorg will be, where their meeting for reorg will be? I will have that information uh, uh, next Saturday, and uh, I will get that to you so that you can, uh, uh, you know, let people know also. But uh, our meeting uh, next Saturday, it's been delayed because they're trying to work on, as you can imagine, COVID has a lot to do with the locations and how we we have to uh, deal with reorganization this time around. Always in the past, we've been able to just make a phone call to the churches and to the schools and what have you. and they were fine with letting a group of people, unknown to everybody, a, just a different group, here, yeah. EC from here and EC from there, uh, using their facilities. And uh, so uh, they've really had to work on this. And uh, I can understand the delay because, as, as you know, everything has kind of been uh, pushed back a little bit. But yeah. we will have, I will, I will have all the information. Uh, then I will uh, have a meeting, a, a party meeting uh, in February so that we can, I can distribute everything to our uh, ECs when, and we'll get the time frame set up. We will have a meeting, a regular meeting in February. Okay. And then they will, the ECs, then the uh, uh, committee for, uh, uh, for the planning and operations will contact all these places to see how we, how we work things out yeah. using the guidelines that come down from the state party. And, and so 
can folks go to a website to get these the pertinent details? Will that is there? A- uh, you know, uh, Reese, our website has uh, been hijacked a little bit. So, uh, okay. uh, if they can go to our Facebook page, uh-huh. Horry County Republican Par- uh, Republican Party, not Republican Club. Yeah. There is one out there that's Horry County Republican Club. Go to the Horry County Republican Party, yeah. and we'll put we'll post all of our information on there, and I will also. Put it on my Facebook page, uh, Reese. But okay. uh, uh, th- that's where they can, uh, you know, most everybody's on Facebook, well, even though right now a lot of people are unhappy with Facebook. But yeah. we still have to use it for, for informational purposes. Well, Dreema, thank you. If you will get me that information, I will make sure we share it on our social media, on uh, Parlor if it still exists, and on our Twitter feed yeah. and, and our yeah. Facebook page. If you'll send that to me, I'll make sure we help get the word out here at Saturday Morning Coffee. And thanks so much. Thanks so much for joining us this morning. Thanks, thank you. And by the way, uh, you know, this is something that I've told the people that they've called. We have, here's the way they need to get involved. We have our midterms coming up next year midterms. This is when we need all of our people to step up and work with us to re-elect our Republicans or elect Republicans because we can take the House and we can retake the Senate if we get the people to work with us. I agree. I, we, and we need that. We need that. It, you are preaching to the choir, Madam Chairperson. It is, it is time. <laughs> well, I hope it is I time for us to listening. roll up. I, I hope so, too. It is time. I hope they're not just listening, but I hope they will take these words to heart. Folks, it, is, it is time to roll up your sleeves to and get it to is. work. So It is. Th- but thank you for uh, giving me the opportunity to go over this a little bit. And uh, like I said, I, to go in depth, I, I can't do that till we get everything from the state party because no. they've been working diligently on this as, as RNC has. Everything just, comes just down to RNC. Yeah, just keep us posted, Dreema, and we will help you help you get the word out. Thank you so much for joining Thank us. Thank you, Lee. Take care. Have, a great, have a great Saturday. Uh, you too, and God bless. Thank you. God bless you. Th- folks, that's Dreema Purdue, chairperson of the Ori County Republican Party. Folks, this is the parting wisdom segment of Saturday Morning Coffee. Unfortunately, we're not going to get to the parting wisdom today because we've had so many guests. I want to thank Dreema. I want to thank Ellen Weaver. I want to thank Tony Foster, Don Bound. What a great show we've had. Let me leave you with this bit of wisdom from the Proverbs. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct your paths. Folks, that's Proverbs 3, verses 5 and 6. I'm Reese Boyd, and that's another edition of Saturday Morning Coffee. Y'all have a blessed week. Be well, and join us next week for more Saturday Morning Coffee. Thanks for waking up with Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour on Talk 94.5.